We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. HBO Sports and the NFL Films are partnering with the Detroit Lions for an unfiltered, all-access look at what it takes to make it in the National Football League with Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. This season will chronicle head coach Dan Campbell entering his second season, leading an intriguing mix of young emerging stars and established veterans throughout training camp and the preseason. Hard Knocks will mark the 17th edition of the 18-time Sports Emmy winning series and the most acclaimed serialized sports series on television. Stream the new season now on HBO Max. Hard Knocks, training camp with the Detroit Lions. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode four of the Hard Knocks recap. We got one more of these. Uh, next Tuesday will be the final episode of Hard Knocks, and they are going to be covering all the cuts and transactions the Lions made today at the day we're recording this Tuesday, where the 53-man rosters were officially submitted, the initial 53-man rosters, which we don't know all the transactions that they have left, they could make some waiver claims. The Lions do have the number two priority, so there could be some more roster changes um, from now till tomorrow uh, once those claims officially go in. And, uh, yeah, so there's a, there's been a lot of movement. And by watching this episode of Hard Knocks, you guys got to see the last episode of uh, – or the last game where they played the Pittsburgh Steelers, the final preseason game, where their roster was set. 80 men, and it's going to be set to 53 by next episode. But I got my two guys, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre. How are you boys doing after that episode? I had a baby. I had a baby. Malcolm, how you doing, man? man? Yo, man, that was, yo, these episodes are getting better and better every single episode, man. So far, this one was my favorite. I loved it. Um, But, yeah, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing, man? We missed you in the pre-episode, man. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I take care of some things, but we're here right now, and I got to watch the full episode. But, you know, Malcolm, you mentioned, like, these episodes are getting better, and, like, the quality of the episode, yeah, it's getting better, but, like, we're getting to that point where, you know, you, you get connected with these players, and it's a sad time. And I always emphasize this every single year. I know you guys agree with me for sure, and uh, Pierre and Malcolm, you guys definitely agree with me. It's like there's a human element that I think sometimes that we get caught up with all this stuff, with all the football talk, and we sometimes forget these guys are human beings. And I think this episode, and you're going to really see it next episode, once the roster gets trimmed down from 80 to 53, the actual human element, like some of these guys are never going to be able to play football again, at least at the NFL. And it's just like crazy, like how one day – you go with playing with all these guys, playing with guys that have had multiple years under their belt in the NFL, and one day after all that, even a guy like Khalil Pimpleton says, you're always grateful for the opportunity, but he me- he might never get that opportunity ever again. And it's just like kind of crazy to think uh, uh, with this business of sports in general, but you know, especially football. It's one of the worst days, in my opinion, is when they're doing that cut down from – you know, 80 to 80 to 53, because just a lot of guys losing jobs and a lot of, you know, it just sucks, man. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, like imagine you going to work and they'd be like, Nope, we're, we're, we're firing you today. Yeah. It's time to go back to square one. It's tough. I I don't look at it like as as tough as that, like going to work. I mean, yeah, these are guys are going to, going to work, but yeah, remember at the end of the day, these guys are 20, 21, 22 year olds. They got a hundred thousand dollars signing bonus to yep. show up to work for three weeks, you know, four weeks. Not you all know, of they, them. They, them. Not all of them. Kilo Pimp- Pimpleton got a hundred thousand dollars. His signing bonus was hundred. That, that, that was Rodriguez. Kilo uh, Rodriguez. Kilo Pimpleton probably got like twenty thousand. Probably got twenty thousand. I mean, it's, it's three weeks, three or four weeks of work. But I mean, these guys, to them, this is this is their dream. You know, they, I, I, I get it. They're not making a roster. They may not ever make a team ever again. But just just to be on a, a training camp is a blessing to a lot of these guys. So I just got a very they you know they're, they're they're thankful for being here. I mean, whatever career path they have after this, if, if they don't make it to the NFL, they could always look back and say, you know what, I was on a training camp. You know, a lot of guys that you know, even though it sucks and it's tough, you know, but I think a lot of guys kind of know where they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, it does suck. I mean, you make a good point. Like, yeah, making it to the NFL, even just a preseason roster, as hard as it is. I mean, there's only 90 opportunities every single year on each each team. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. So there's not a lot of jobs. I mean, it, it might sound like a lot, but there really isn't that many jobs. When you compare to all the football players around the country and you get some people out of the country now playing football too. So it's a lot of people that <laughs> you're trying to satisfy and – you know, you, you think you see a lot of guys in college football. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. 2% of those guys only make the NFL, if that. And probably even less. Probably even less. Yeah. So, so to just make an NFL training camp roster is uh, an achievement on its own. It is. Now, as far as what you got to say, I, I mean, don't be that asshole to, like, laugh at these players. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what you guys are getting to as far as, like, the players. Like, oh, thank God this guy's on the roster, you know, things like that. Tagging players. Going to their personal Instagram, laughing at them, saying, thank God you're on our team. Shit like that. That's that's ridiculous. Those people should get punched in the face. <laughs> but um at the end of the day, I mean, these guys are I think I think majority of these guys they're they're living their dream right now, even just being in training camp, and I think they're very thankful regardless. Yeah. All right. Uh yep. 
since we hammered that home, I just want to get that out of the way very quickly because, like I said, you're going to see the cut down next episode. You kind of saw – you didn't see the cut down in this episode, but you kind of saw, like, the lead up to it where Dan Campbell was saying it. Khalil Pimbleton dropped versus the Steelers. You know, that, that should have been a touchdown. Should have been six. And Campbell said it. They, uh, you know, had him talking with the coaches with the headset on, and it's like – we know who can do it and we know who can't do it now. So we saw we saw we had to see. And it's just like, okay. It's kinda of like the writing on the wall for it there. And you a little spoiler, I guess, if you guys haven't been keeping up with lines news, Khalil Pimbleton does end up getting waived. Uh we'll see what ends up happening with him if he ends up, you know, uh re signing with the practice squad or if another team takes a shot on him or if maybe the lines just don't bring him back at all. Even if he does clear waivers. But um in this episode, Malcolm. What was like your biggest takeaway? Like, what what's the thing that caught your eye the most? I guess the whole thing of them leading up to this, you know, as far as leading up to the, the cutting the players, like the whole preparation of, you know, going through the drawing board, going through with all the position coaches, seeing what they thought of each player, and that, that stuff like that caught my eye this episode because I haven't like really seen it like that because I don't I don't really watch hard knocks like this. Um, so this was a good thing to see as far as like how they go through the whole process of, you know, letting go each player, like the players to, to make the roster. Yeah. You saw Craig Reynolds was a guy that the coaching staff absolutely like loved. And they're like, what would you do? Camo thing asked him, like, what would you do if he wasn't on our squad? And everyone in the offensive coaching staff was like, we shouldn't do this. It's a bad idea. We can't cut yeah. Craig. They were saying that there's some, there'll be some offensive linemen that will be like, uh, <laughs> they'll be coming knocking on Dan Campbell's door, <laughs> trying to get some questions about that. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's that's good to see, man. That that, that means that you know Craig Reynolds is a hell of a teammate. Yeah. And a lot of people really really like Craig Reynolds, so that's that's good, man. And we saw, you know, another spoiler. Sorry to spoil it, but like, hey, okay, you guys know, you guys keep up with the rosters. He made the team, so. <laughs> um... You know, I think that that was neat to see. And we'll see it next week when he probably gets that call from the coach staff telling him that they made the squad. And, you know, like, I know that's going to be obviously rewarding for him. You know, he's a great story. We've talked about him. We saw a more look into that, too, in this episode uh, with his dad was at the game. And you, you saw, like, just the connection that, you know, he had with his brother last week. So Craig Reynolds is a, a phenomenal story. Uh, so happy for him that he made the 53-man roster. And I think we saw it throughout the camp. Like, the play was there too, man. Like, I think, in my opinion, we talked about this running back room being confusing and that there's a lot of good players in this running back room. It's going to be a tough decision. And it was a tough decision. We knew Swift. We knew Jamal were going to be locks. But after that, it was kind of wide open. And I think Craig was one of those guys that really, really seized the opportunity and took advantage of it. So, you know, he definitely deserved it. And uh, I'm happy for him. Hey, Prime Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the betters can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, me, yeah, same here, man. What about you, Pierre? What, what, did, what, what caught your eye on this episode? I wouldn't say he caught my eye, but when Dan Campbell said, gentlemen, we got a defense, I was like, damn, we might actually have a defense now. I think it was yeah. like when Hutch and Harris were like, and Kaminsky were uh, were doing some stuff to the quarterback, getting pressure and all that, making life uncomfortable for the quarterback. Another thing I liked was I've been asking about this forever, and I finally got it, was the Jared Goff stuff. You did. You sure did. I liked how they kind of showed um, – Yes, we all is with the community, you know, off the field. <laughs> Malcolm, <laughs> move on from that beard. Don't even acknowledge it. Don't even acknowledge it. <laughs> I like how he like kind of with the community with the kids. That was kind of cool to see. Um, oh man, you want you like to see it? You, you like the part when they showed his fiance. It's so true. You saw. We all did. God damn it, we all did. <laughs> Relax. It is what it is. Relax, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> also, one other part I really liked, I don't know if a lot of people talk about this, but uh, AG was like not heavy. It was practice, but the offense went like 16 for 18 in the red zone. Ooh. And he was like, fuck this. Like, we're not having this. And I like that. Yeah. He basically said this shit's unacceptable. And then Ben Johnson also said like, yo, like AG is pissed. The defense going to bring to And they did. They they showed like a few clips where they were blitzing them and they were going at, they been after it a little. It's not yeah. my favorite one of my favorite parts is AG. He's like, I don't even want to. I don't like talking to you, Ben, because <laughs> every time I talk to you, we're we're always losing. So I don't. I don't like talking to you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that that's that, that was really good to see, man. That's that's the type of stuff I wanted. To, we I was talking about pregame, like the the pre-show. I want to see them get angry at the players and and realize that some of the stuff is not acceptable, like like shit like that, like going sixty for eighteen, having the your the offense, you know, complete. You know, out of all the practices, 70% on you is, yeah, he had every reason to be pissed. <laughs> I got a question for all you guys in here. Uh, what would you guys think of the player-led practice? Saw a more in-depth view of that in this episode. What would you think of that? I liked it. 
it kind of showed who the leaders are on defense. Looks like Tracy and Anzalone were kind of taking over offensively. I mean, Tim Boyle was the leader, but you know he's not here anymore. Yeah, who else was a leader? Frank Ragnall was leading the. Looks like was leading the offense line. They didn't really show the receivers. I don't really see the receivers, but kind of showed like there's some good leadership on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I-, I talked about this before because you know they showed a little snip, like the the sneak peek sneak peek of this happening with the whole player led practice. And I said that there's going to be two sides of this. I mean, us us as fans, as Lions fans, we're going to look at this as you know we have the positive sides of this. We're going to be like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, we're finding out who the leaders are. You know, this is awesome. But I do feel like there's going to be that if, you know, things don't go well in Detroit, like this season. You know, yeah, you got the media. Not not really us, but I'm talking about the national media who's watching this and we're like, oh, look, Dan Campbell had his players run practice. What a so clown taking go- a day off. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to spin it in a negative way if things don't go well in Detroit. Then I think that's just going to happen. So, I mean – you can look at it how you want to look at it. I liked it, especially for a young player. I think it was good, but I'm telling you, the national media, if things don't, don't go well, especially record-wise, they're going to point to that episode. I guarantee they're going to point to that episode saying, oh, look, he doesn't even coach his players. The players coach, they, the players coach themselves. See, see, Malcolm, you know what I hate about that is, and a, a Glover Quinn gives a gr- great quote about this in our pod, is there is no winning recipe in football. Like, no one knows the recipe in this world. There's not one single way of winning football games or losing football games. You just either have it or you don't have it. But there isn't a recipe. You know what I mean? Like, every coach does it different. The winners, the losers. Like, people have won at each, uh, you know, every level in this game in a different way. And people have lost in this game in a different way. There's not a recipe. There's not a single recipe. And that's just Dan Campbell putting his own mix to a practice. I'm not going to say I like it. I'm not going to say I dislike it because I don't know how it's going to end up turning into. But kind of like you guys mentioned, you saw who came out, saw who was going to be the leaders. You saw guys who could maybe have a, a future in coaching. And I think that was pretty cool. It's a little different. I think it gives a freedom to the players. You know, show me what you could do. We, we do all the talk. We do all the coaching. Show me what you could do. You know, yeah. let, let's see how much you're actually learning from all of this. I um, like it. I don't know if you guys know this, but Bill Parcells did this, and he was a coach, and Campbell played for him and also coached with him as well. Mm-hmm. So he's taking, he a, he's taking a little out of Parcells, but, and Parcells is one of like one of the best coaches of all time. Well, Parcells did it differently. He did it out of anger. He said that when Parcells did it is when Parcells, like, when they were fucking up, he was like, oh, you guys don't want to listen to me? Then practice yourselves. That's yeah. how Parcells did it. Again, there's no, <laughs> recipe. there's no recipe to winning. Yeah, there, there is no recipe for winning. But like I was saying, the negative side. I mean, shit. Things go positive, and things are going well in Detroit, and they're winning games. <laughs> the national media might say, "Oh shit, maybe you know, look what the Lions did here. Maybe <laughs> more teams should let the players practice, have a day of self practice, you know. So maybe you know, things go well. They can look at this in a positive way. I mean, if we're being honest, one practice doesn't define your season, regardless. It doesn't. But I, like, so- if someone brings that up, it's it's a stupid argument. If the Lions like were to have a bad season, bringing up that practice. Is one of the stupidest arguments you could ever make. I mean, a single shit, practice mean, in training. I, I, I mean, shit. I mean, I, I've seen stupid. I've seen a lot of stupid shit, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Someone brings that up. They're they are not. They don't have a hierarchy. They're they're stupid. Like it's not. Yeah, they're gonna get ratioed by Lions fans. We're <laughs> we gonna see that. <laughs> it's gonna be Detroit versus. It's gonna really be Detroit versus everybody. That's what it's gonna be. 
I, I'm actually curious to see if someone, because like I, I wouldn't be completely shocked if someone just says like some of the media does. And we're not that. having a bad season. Let's stop talking about this. No, 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 no I'm not I, saying. I could see if someone say like tomorrow or like you know like, like recapping this episode of Bar Docs. Yeah, I could see it too. Yeah, like I, can I, see I mean, as soon I'm, as I'm tomorrow. Telling, <laughs> I'm telling you, watch, and then you gonna be like, damn, Malcolm, Malcolm called this shit. There will be some idiot media that's gonna look at this as a negative way. People have opinions, and some people are trolls. Some people just like to clickbait. That's the way the media is right now, honestly. Like some yeah. of the stuff they say isn't even what they do. They just do it so they could clickbait it, so yeah. people could click it and clicks make makes money. For sure, for sure. Something else. Um, I wanna, something. Something else I would really want to talk about real quickly on this episode was too was uh, I think it was it was early on in the episode, more early on, early middle ish, whatever. It was before the Steelers game, and uh, Dan Campbell was speaking in front of the guys, the players, right? And he, he brought up a really good point where there's two bucket of players. There's bucket one where this guy's been so reliable. He's doing everything that we're asking him to do, and you might AJ not Parker? just have the talent. I think that's A.J. Parker, and Tom Kennedy was like the one I was really thinking about when Campbell was talking about that bucket one. It's like... He's doing everything right. He's dependable. He just doesn't have the talent like some other guys on this team. And I think that's why he didn't make the team. And then there was bucket two where it's like you have that talent. It just needs to be kind of more unleashed. And, you know, you just kind of have to untap it. We haven't seen it yet from you, but we know you could do that. So I thought that was really interesting. And I I think – when you really break down this 53-man roster, you could see you know, what they're talking about with some guys that like have that talent but just had, didn't really untap it yet. We didn't see it, and that's why they didn't make the team. And then you saw the bucket one, too, which were like guys that you know have been so dependable, like a Tom Kennedy, like an A.J. Parker, but just don't have the talent like some other guys, and that's why they're not on the 53 right now. Yeah. And then um, another thing I want to – bring up to is the team was rallying around David Blau. Yeah, they were. Um, that, that's actually big for a backup, right? Like when you have trust in your teammates, I think that says a lot too. So I wouldn't be shocked if, if he's like the QB two for now for so whatever you, this year. So, so, so hard knocks won you hard knocks won you over for David Blau. I didn't say necessarily won me over, but they also mentioned, like, Deuce Daly mentioned, like, when guys like you and your teammates like you, for example, with Craig Reynolds, he mentioned that, the O-lines, like, if you cut Craig Reynolds, the O-lines can come to your room, right? Uh-huh. So I kind of feel like with David Blau, like, he's well-respected in that locker room. But, but can he win you a game? It's got to come down to talent, too, and, like, yeah, can, that mentality yeah, P- can Pierre, win you Pierre, can he win you a game? I don't know. Me neither. I don't know either. I'm not saying I want him as my backup quarterback, but I'm just saying that's something to take consideration with the way they did it with Craig Reynolds and stuff. So, you know. It's possible. It's possible. Talk to I mean, you, you obviously first want the good person. You want a guy that teammates are going to, you know, rally around for sure. You definitely want that leadership aspect. But Dan, Brad, they're not naive. You need talent. And <laughs> they're asking the same question that Malcolm just asked. Could this guy win me a game? And like Malcolm always says, <laughs> you'd be naive to say yes right now. It's such a question mark right now. You'd be naive to say yes. You'd be naive to say yes. And it comes down to talent at the end of the day. Uh, I still think it's a position they should still look to explore. And oh, yeah. I think, replacing. Still, I think they're adding a guy, uh, whether it's via practice squad or tomorrow around noontime. I think the claims come out around noon, I believe, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, noon. Yeah. So 
I think they'll for sure add a guy. Well, they're going to add a guy to the very, squad. That's going to be very interesting to see who they add but with their gonna, own priority. It's going to be interesting to see if they add someone to the 53. That's what's going to be really interesting. I, practice squad, that's a given. They're going to add someone to the practice squad. That's going to be yeah. new. But are they going to add someone to the 53 and potentially carry three quarterbacks for now? I don't think that's out of the question. They have to wave somebody. You think they'll wave somebody and add another person to the figure? Well, they, they could play some guys in IR. I think they have mm. some IR candidates that could you know, yeah. go on IR tomorrow. So I think that could they be do. a move. Uh, because if Blau wasn't going to be on this team week one, they would have done it today. He, he would have made the initial 53, and they would have just rolled with Jared Goff, and then they would have claimed the quarterback most likely or signed someone, right? Like a veteran. Yeah. But yeah. David Blau made the team. He's going to be here for at least week one. Now, how much longer is he going to be here? I don't know. But, I, I, you know, for week one, at the very least, he'll be here. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, also, the new, like, when you get a new quarterback, you have to learn the playbook and all that, too. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the game is not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So there's a little bit of an adjustment, uh, you know, like a time to adjust and, and get used to the playbook. But for a position like that, uh, and having a completely new guy that was either somewhere else or just hasn't seen a, a lick of your playbook all summer, it, that'd be kind of tough to have him be ready and dressed to be QB2 for week one. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday versus the Eagles. So it, it just seemed unlikely from the start. So you knew they were going to choose someone out of, out of Blauen or Boyle for sure after that game. But you just don't know how long it's going to last with either well, with Blau now. We know the answer. Yeah, uh, you guys want to bring people up? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, you want to come up? Just request, and we'll bring you up. Um. Okay, it looks like nobody wants to join. Want to end it, Tyler? Okay, is that everybody, it? Everybody, everybody, tired. <laughs> And blame time. them. It's the Tuesday at 11 18, uh, 18 yeah. p.m. Anytime, oh. man. Right, we just got a request right now. <laughs> Perfect timing, Kyle. We were just about to end this. We'll get his thoughts. Kyle, what's up, man? What's happening, Kyle? What's up? What's good, Kyle? What you got? Yeah, I like, like yeah, I like, yeah, I like the episode of Hard Nights. It was, it was, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was interesting for you. Yeah, I like, I like how, I like how the players were getting along with with the coaches and all that stuff. But back what you, back what you was, you what you were saying. But yeah, it was, it, it, it's going to be hard when you see all the players just leaving and getting cuts because they got families and all that stuff, like you said, and it, like you said, it's going to be hard for them to like to find another job in the NFL. Uh, in the field, y'all don't come, don't come, don't come, n- don't come a- anywhere. It's hard to go. It's it's hard to make it to make into the NFL. Oh yeah, yep. All right, appreciate you, Kyle. Have a good All night, right. brother. Thanks for coming on, Kyle. Yo, that actually reminded me of something. Shout out to Craig Reynolds, man. <laughs> Craig Reynolds, um, he was saying like, but like in the mix of everything of he of him not knowing, um, if he was to make it in the NFL, he got he was about to uh, get an insurance job. Yeah, and that that's what that's what your boy do right now. So I mean, he could have been working with he, he could have been, been working with you. He could be working with your boy right now, man. Could have been your coworker. He could have been working with your boy right now, man. 
<laughs> not, not not to be that guy. I just went on a whole rampage. I was like, don't be that guy, but you can maybe get some new employees very soon. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, all right. Hey. With that being said, Kyle. Like, oh, shit. I know you. You was just a hard dog. You're my guy. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. With that being said, man, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm out. Peace. All right, guys. Have a good night. Uh, we'll make an episode very soon of the the Lions 53 men roster once the waiver claims come through. So stay tuned for that. That should be on your guys' feed at some point later on this week. So again, keep our lookout for that. We have some episodes posted on our feed, 53 man predictions, even though it's kind of, you know, well in the past, but you guys could see here what we predicted before we knew and we uh, posted our Twitter spaces. If you couldn't make it Sunday, so go listen to those for sure. And with that, I'm out guys. Peace. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm and I am out. Peace.